while police photographing our license plate. What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Welcome to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and our Reasonable Voice guest today is Jane Roberts. She is the co-founder of 34 Million Friends of the United Nations Population Fund, and she's the author of 34 Million Friends of the Women of the World, published by Ladybug Press. Let's welcome Jane Roberts. How are you today? Oh, I'm very fine. Thank you. Good. It's good to hear your voice. I know we've been back and forth with a lot of emails, and I certainly have enjoyed uh, learning more about you as I prepared for the show. We should mention, I guess, to give people more background, I tend to get excited when I'm talking to guests like you. I want to get right into it, but let's tell people a few things. First of all, the United Nations Fund for Population Activities was established as a trust fund in 1967 and began operations in 1969. In 1987, it was officially renamed the United Nations Population Fund, better known as perhaps by some the UNFP. P.A. Also, I want to mention that Jane was uh, one of the 21 leaders of the 21st century for women's e-news. She has an M.A. Uh, in French from Middlebury College Graduate School of French in France. I love that. And way back when, 2001, she joined the Planet Campaign, sponsored by the Hewlett and Packard Foundations to try to urge Americans to support international family planning. I really applaud this because I just feel America has broad international responsibilities. I go back to what my grandmama used to say to those much as given, much as expected, and I hope we will never turn our back on that responsibility. And with people like Jane Roberts, we know that will always be kept alive. Uh, I should mention one more thing. You were one of the Women of the Year for Ms. Magazine, received a special recognition award from the Population Reproductive Health and Family Planning Branch of the American Public Health Association. So indeed, this is a very impressive guest we have today. And now let's, um, let's find out more about her from her. Jane I wonder if we could start with your explaining to us how 
Uh, Trump is not the first U.S. president to formally refuse making a contribution, a United States contribution, to the U.N. Population Fund. Who preceded him and what was the effect of that? By defunding the UNFPA, what happens to women and girls and babies? Well, let me tell you how 34 Million Friends got started. Okay. It got started way back in 2002. Yes. When Bush uh, refused $34 million to UNFPA. And I and another woman had the quixotic idea of asking 34 million Americans to contribute a dollar to take a stand for the women of the world. So actually, this has been going ever since 2002. Mm. It's been an amazing adventure. Let me tell you a little bit about what UNFPA does. Number one, it tries to save women's lives in childbirth. Mm. Uh, Several years ago, there were about 500,000 women worldwide dying in childbirth, and now that has been cut in half. Uh, thanks certainly in large part to the UN Population Fund. Mm -hmm. Uh, It offers the family planning that we all uh, take advantage of here in the United States, the great majority of us. You know, family planning is such a gift. Um, Pregnancy after pregnancy is not healthy for women. It's not healthy for children. Certainly family planning should be kind of considered a, a human right in the, in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Population Action International has put out a, a very moving video called uh, Empty Handed. And yeah. it's about a dozen women telling their stories about lacking access to contraception. And uh, it, it, the, the stories are heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Saving women's lives in childbirth, family planning, and fighting against all the myriad forms of gender-based violence. Um, I think Americans are aware of female genital mutilation or cutting, which even once in a while takes takes place in our country. The the key is to get whole villages to uh, renounce this practice. Mm -hmm. You know, if just one woman does it or one grandmother says, I'm not going to do this anymore to my granddaughters, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But you have to get the culture to change. They've had a lot of success. Another issue which UNFPA deals with very widely is child marriage. This is when young, young girls are, well, kind of sold off in marriage, mm-hmm. usually sometimes to, to fight poverty because the uh, the girl's family gets uh, a cow or a goat or something like yes. that. It, there's an amazing story. Let me tell you this story. Uh, Wasila Umaru was a young 14-year-old girl in Nigeria mm-hmm. who I, I believe it was a result of poverty because there had been a drought and the crops weren't coming in and the father even though his daughter wanted to stay in school, uh, he insisted that she marry. Well, uh, she was married to uh, an older man who already had a, a wife, and uh, she was absolutely brokenhearted. And the husband asked her to fix him a celebratory meal for him and a couple of friends to celebrate this uh, new wife that he had, this marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, she went to the she went to the market mm-hmm. and not only bought rice, but, but uh, rat poison and put it in the dish. Oh. And, he, and, the, and he and his three friends 
died. So, you know, what do you do? Mm. Uh, who's at fault? Is it poverty that's at fault? The father that's at fault? The, the husband who wanted this young wife, is he at fault? The whole system? I mean, is she at fault? What should happen? Uh, I don't believe she's in prison now. I think she's been released. Uh, but it's one of the just stories that absolutely tear you apart. Yes. And you're right. It, it, it's, uh, you know, there's a, one can't even define necessarily the center of the problem. The rippling effect uh, uh, touches so many people uh, in, in this situation. And you, and, exactly. uh, and the closest I guess we can get to is to say the system is at fault, but you know, that doesn't absolve the, us from, I, we have to deal with the humanity of it, I guess, from, from exactly. every angle. Just before you started the story, you mentioned something about the um, genital abuse, uh, that is, um, this operation right. that deforms, that sometimes happens in America as well. Could could you elaborate well, on that? Immigrant, among immigrant families, yeah. for example, uh, they will send their daughter back to their country of origin ah. uh, so that so that this can be done and then she'll come back to the U.S. You know, FGM, female genital mutilation, it also ties in with another activity of the UN Population Fund. Um, okay, so when this cut takes place, um, th there's a narrowing of the gap for childbirth oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether your listeners have heard of obstetric fistula or not. Uh, after we started 34 Million Friends, I... Uh, was invited by the UNFPA to travel to uh, French-speaking West Africa. I speak really good French, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so I I was able to visit a fistula hospital in uh, Bamako, ah, the, yes. capital of, uh, the capital of Mali. And, you know, when these young girls are married off uh, and their bodies really aren't ready to give birth, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, if they've had this genital cut, uh, lots of them in childbirth, uh, well, there's a, a tear uh. between the, the birth canal and the bladder and or rectum. Mm. And uh, after the birth, the baby often dies, almost always. Mm. But the, the girls are rendered incontinent and they leak. And unless there's a surgical repair, they go around, you know, with... Uh, getting wet all the time down mm. there. And I mean, imagine living like that. Mm. Well, uh, UNFPA um, trains doctors to do the repair operations. It offers uh, oftentimes a, a week of fistula repair operations so that women can come and gather and uh, several hundred women can be treated at the same time. You know, the, this is what kills me. It, it's the fact that our country, under all Republican administrations since Ronald Reagan, have not contributed to the UN population fund. I mean, to me, it is, it's put us to shame. Every single one of our allies, every single one of our, you know, Western rich countries contribute generously to UNFPA. And the fact that we don't do it, um, it makes me angry every day uh, since 2002 when, mm -hmm. uh, uh, when I and Lois Abraham started this grassroots movement to mm -hmm. get Americans to take a stand. Uh, another aspect of what UNFPA does, and 
it's why they needed have needed more resources. Uh, they contract with countries for what they are going to furnish, okay? But they've had so much more to do with the world refugee crisis. Imagine the millions of people who've been on the move due to uh, conflict mm, and yes. also to climate. You've seen pictures on television of, of women carrying a child on their back and having two or three at their knees traveling away from conflict. So uh, UNFPA has had to go into these refugee camps, establish safe spaces for women, mm. help them be able to move about without being attacked. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just 30 million refugees in the world right now, uh, many of them in camps, uh, many of them traveling away from conflict. You can imagine the added financial burden of having to deal with these, yes. these refugees. It's, so what is wrong with, with what UNFPA does? Nobody in the whole world, except our country, when Republicans are in charge, mm. uh, take away this money. It's, it's so ugly, it's embarrassing, really. You know, I, I hear what you're saying, and, and I'm glad you threw in climate injustice as well, because that's what it is. But there, there are people who are thrown into the throes of war that, in escaping that, are put through greater hardship, and the very people who are the financiers, if you will, of the war are the people who should be trying to help the refugees who are innocent of it, and yet... It doesn't seem to work that way. I um, I don't know. I don't think my 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 unfortunate opinion of most Americans is that we are conditioned to believe the only thing that's true is what we see on our television news in the evening. When in reality, especially with all the redundancy now uh, about Trump. The reality is there's a whole world out there and things are going on that we cannot even begin to imagine. And you, you've touched on that, but tell us more what it is we're not seeing in, in villages. And, and when we see those pictures, as you pointed out, of women carrying children and, and fathers too and uh, uh, holding children by the hand and whatever, that's just a, a, a sound bite, a short story in the mm -hmm. evening news. But what goes on after that? Well, um, you know, I, I, think, I think the whole issue is, comes down to gender inequality. Yes. I mean, if, if there were gender equality, Marcello, women wouldn't be dying in childbirth. Mm. Resources would be there. If there were gender inequality, there would be uh, adequate supplies of contraceptives and family planning available throughout the world. I mean, you know, the, uh, Stephen Lewis, who is a, well, a hero of mine, uh, he's worked on the AIDS crisis for, for years and years. Uh, his words are right above my computer. I challenge you to enter the fray against gender inequality. There is no more honorable or productive calling. There is nothing of greater import in this world. All roads lead to women uh, and social change. You know, 34millionfriends.org is our website. It's great. Well, we, <clears throat> we're nowhere close to $34 million, but we've raised $4.4 million uh, 
uh, with gifts from thousands and thousands of people. So I urge your listeners to go look at this website. Uh, I wrote a fantastic little, pardon my bragging, uh, poem about this, which I think will touch your listeners. It goes like this. We are 34 million friends. We are 34 million friends. We are 34 million friends of the women of the world. We are reaching out to the world. We are going to have our say. We are reaching out to the world through the UNFPA. Every baby welcome now, loved and fed and vaccinated. Mothers, children, learning now, reading, writing, educated. Every child a heartfelt joy. Every child a book and toy. Every child with wings unfurled, whether it be boy or girl. No more death while giving birth because a midwife's taking care. No more mothers in the earth because a midwife's helping there. To AIDS and violence, we say no. To family planning, we say yes. Human rights are the way to go. Surely we can do no less. This is a true story. Woman lying on a donkey cart, dirt road, heat wave, and in labor. Doctor put her in his truck. Luck that day was in her favor. And all of us who have so much, one dollar we can share to show the women of the world that we the people care. We are 34 million friends and we are going to have our say. We are reaching out to the world through the UNFPA. Isn't that lovely? That's that's beyond lovely, uh, Jane. That is magnificent, uh, and certainly a, uh, a call to action that puts it right between the eyes. We need to listen. Stay with us, folks. We're going to take a short break. We're talking to Jane Roberts, the co-founder of 34 Million Friends, and we're talking about the United Nations Population Fund and all that she is doing, and along with everyone who chips in, to save women and girls around the world. Stay with us, please. We'll be right back. And now, enjoy Watchfire Music featuring vocal artist Jenny Burton singing Tear Down the House from Is Anybody Listening? Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando. My guest today, 
the very reasonable Jane Roberts asking all of us to be responsible and reasonable toward women and girls. There should be no gender inequality is her overriding message. She is the co-founder of 34 Million Friends of the United Nations Population Fund. She is the author of 34 Million Friends. We're talking about the United Nations Population Fund and how sadly America has fallen short of responding. The United Nations is the representation of all countries in the world. What do you think, Jane? How does America in general think about the United Nations? And then you tell us what we should be thinking. Well, uh, actually, Americans support the UN. Yes. Uh, they don't know much about it, uh, but in the opinion polls, there is quite wide support uh, for the United Nations. Uh, I don't frankly know what we would do without the United Nations. Yeah. You know how, you know the the peacekeeping that they do. Uh, I know there have been problems with that, but uh, honestly, uh, representatives from countries join the peacekeeping force. They try to uh, eliminate conflict. They mm. try to protect uh, the innocent. You know, the UN has a whole, uh, well, a whole, they have set goals. They're called the Sustainable Development Goals. Yes. Uh, through, to which all countries are trying to adhere. Uh, they encourage long-term planning by uh, the separate countries uh, for development, for climate. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, their, their whole function and idea is absolutely necessary uh, for our uh, global world. The, the humanitarian they work, work they do is, well, it's it's... It's absolutely necessary, yes. and uh, the United Nations Population Fund is part of of the humanitarian agencies, which, by the way, aren't funded by the regular dues of the various countries, but they are funded by allocations by governments, voluntary allocations by governments to these humanitarian agencies of the UN, like the UN Children's Fund, yes. like the UNFPA, uh, like the, uh, well, there's the food and something, I'm, I'm not sure what the name of it is. But anyway, so to me, countries are measured by the amount of support they give to these humanitarian agencies of the UN. And the U.S. has so fallen short, uh, particularly in the area of women's health, women's equality. Honestly, how, how can a woman be equal unless she has health? I mean, health and education are the two mainstays of, of society yes. when people are educated and when they are healthy they generally make good decisions mm. and uh, worldwide of course uh, girls are not educated to the degree that boys are lots of girls have to stay home and take home take care of younger children uh, while their the brothers go off to school uh, illiteracy two-thirds of the illiterate people on the planet today are women and girls mm. So when I was in Mali with the UN Population Fund and in Senegal also, I visited schools where uh, both boys and girls attended and girls 
uh, were there equal to boys and mm-hmm. learning how to read and write. Uh, that, that is the whole thrust of the UN. So uh, when we don't contribute to the United Nations Population Fund, we are just showing our ignorance, we are showing our meanness of spirit, and as I said, we started 34 million friends of UNFPA when Bush refused $34 million, and we started asking 34 million people to give a dollar. Okay, and what, since we've hit that point again, let's, uh, let's remind people of the website, 34, the number 34 million spelled out, friends.org. And I make this distinction too. It is not all American citizens by any means, and it is primarily certain um, American administrations that don't seem to have the global vision. I know, I don't know why global responsibility or the word global period, global citizen, has become such a dirty word when, when the very people, it seems to me, who are objecting to that sort of international reach and uh, responsibility are, are alongside others who race to help when there's a hurricane or a flood. Why do we turn our backs on on women and children who are in daily a need for food and for health care and whatever? Why Why is that such a different thing? What are your thoughts about that, Jane? Well, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I think we have a rather parochial uh, view here in the United States, parochial point of view. I think Trump has uh, exacerbated that. Uh, you know, yes. America first. To me, that's that's absolutely crazy. And actually, in the long run, it's counterproductive. Yes. Uh, I think it hurts our country, our reputation in the world. I heard a, about a poll the other day that only, uh, what, 20, 25% of people around the world have a positive view of the United States right now. Mm. Uh, we are losing our leadership in our supposed, well, what shall I say, in our supposed uh, stature mm-hmm. of, of what America has, has been, a beacon uh, to the world of generosity, of uh, openness. So it, it, it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And uh, to me, uh, the fact that we are not contributing our share to the UN Population Fund, mm-hmm. uh, saving women's lives in childbirth, offering the contraception that almost every one of us here in the United States uses, and uh, helping countries deal and, and societies and villages deal with all kinds of gender-based violence. Uh, you know, UNFPA just recently has started training police forces around the world to deal with calls about domestic violence. Mm. Particularly, for instance, in India, uh, they get a call for domestic violence. They go the woman is all beaten up, but it's considered a domestic issue. Mm. It's not a police issue. Uh, they are told to work this out, and the women, woman is left alone with her um, batterer. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, for instance, I read also in India, I don't mean to bash India at all, but mm-hmm. uh, this was a story that came out of India. So a, a, a young Indian boy raped a little girl from another village and the 
resolution decreed that the sister of the perpetrator be raped. Oh, God. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, God. And uh, these kinds of things do happen around the world. UNFPA tries to fund education, tries to fund village meetings Mm. uh, to deal with this. So everything they do is positive. And And I might mention abortion yes. because UNFPA does not participate in abortion but their family planning programs around the world prevent more abortions than all the rantings and ravings of the pro-life people. Mm-hmm. One of the major causes of death of young girls around the world is illegal, dangerous abortions. Yes. It happens, it's there, it's reality, and UNFPA is there to prevent these things from happening by the hundreds of thousands with their counseling, with their education, with their, uh, with their offering of contraception, sex education. I mean, honestly, it's just wacko that we are not participating with this absolutely global human rights humanitarian effort. You know, I hear you, Jane, and of course I agree with you. I just wonder if, as I listen to you, I think of examples of what you are talking about and and the UNFPA is trying to prevent, alleviate at least, is happening in this country and for many of the same reasons, you know. Exactly. Uh, so I guess I'm going to ask it, is the UN, uh, do we even let, does our government let the UNFPA uh, into America to look into situations such as this? I know no. we I hope, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, I mean, UNFPA works in about, or contracts with about 60 to 70 countries around the world. Uh, I hate the term, but, you know, the less developed countries, uh, that's where it does its work. Uh, It gets its funding from the more developed countries. Mm. Uh, Every single one of our allies participates generously. The United Kingdom, DFID, that's the name of their U.S., that's the equivalent of our USAID, have been very, very generous. Um, But there is, UNFPA could use more funds, mm-hmm. especially as I mentioned before, with the uh, with the added burden of the numbers of refugees who are moving, moving uh, around the world. You know, there's going to be uh, in the future. You you mentioned climate yes. climate refugees. Yes. There, uh, you know, there are going to be climate refugees up the wazoo. There already are. Mm. It's it's a little bit scary when you think about it. Climate change. I think probably in the long term is going to be very harmful to women. In much of the world, women, it's women who do all the farming, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's women who uh, take care of the kids. Uh, It's women who cook the meals, gather the water, 
gather the wood for the fires. Uh, they do a tremendous amount of work. Yes. And in order to do that, they need health and they need education. I know, I know the, uh, the UN Foundation is, is active in this and uh, the Gates Foundation, too, yes. in trying to mitigate the effects of climate change, trying to teach people how to deal with uh, the ravages that climate change is, is uh, causing around the world. Well, again, you're absolutely right, and I think we need to address, that is, we, everybody, not just you and me, the fact that just because we don't see it on the evening news on our television or smartphones does not mean it's not occurring. It's out there, and it is the undeveloped countries that are hit the hardest first with with polluted water, polluted air, and, of course, with the injustice of climate change. But let us now end with how can we help what you're doing? Not only a website, but anything, other information you want to give us that helps us help uh, what uh, what you are doing. Okay, that would be great. I will tell you that people, please visit 34millionfriends.org. Uh, it's a nice little website. Uh, not exactly the most professionally done in the world, but to me it is perfect in that it, it says just exactly how this started, what uh, what we want from millions and millions of Americans. We want them to take, take a stand for the women of the world, uh, to reach out to the world and to the world's women and girls, to take a stand for gender equality, to take a stand for health. Uh, you know, I can't believe, I'm 76 years old, I, I cannot believe that in 2002, and what is that, let me see, that's, uh, what, 15? 17 years ago, I have given so much, so much of my whole life to this. I mean, it's something, I, I can't imagine that this happened, but I, I had this idea uh, when Colin Powell announced that George Bush wasn't going to release $34 million, I said, damn it, I'm going to get 34 million people to give a dollar. And 17 years later, I'm just as enthusiastic and just as dedicated. I just think this is a wonderful way that uh, that I, I'm spending my, my life well. I'm doing lots of other things, too. Mm. But, I mean, I'm totally dedicated to this to this movement. Uh, I view it as an absolutely great American grassroots movement. Okay. And the website again is, tell us. Okay, the number 34 and then the words millionfriends.org, 34millionfriends.org. Are you on Facebook or Twitter? Are there other places we can find you? Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Well, Facebook, Jane Roberts, okay, for sure. And, you know, I don't do too much of this stuff, but I am on Twitter. It's at 34million. Of course. Excellent. Well, Jane Roberts, uh, definitely making a difference, co-founder of 34 Million Friends of the United Nations Population Fund. And again, the website 34, the number 34, millionfriends.org. Yes. Jane Roberts, thank you so very much for being on the show. We wish you all the very best. Uh, Thank keep, you, Marcello. My pleasure, and keep in touch with us and let us know. You know, we'll have you back on and, and let us know 
what else, if anything that comes up that comes to mind at any point that you want us to pass along that can uh, uh, get people to be of help, we will do that, okay? Oh, wonderful. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye uh-huh. now. And now, enjoy Watchfire Music, featuring vocal artist Julia Wade singing Beautiful from her new CD, Sunday Morning. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. For the Marcello Rolando, the reasonable voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Trump is not the state of our union. After being Trumped 24-7 for three years, in what state have we morphed? Time to believe what Trump tells us of his mindset, a state of new low in American moments, then cease and desist dancing to his PowerPoint distractions. Let's get past media not knowing difference between new or normal and realize the size of unpresidential hands is not as important as where he puts them. A limited vocabulary is less dangerous than a commander-in-chief of nuclear destruction, like Hitler, surrounded by generals who think they can control him and congressional lackeys who think him immortal. Arguably the most telling, indeed threatening, revelation of Trump's state of mind regarding our democratic republic is, I call on the Congress to empower every cabinet secretary with the authority to reward good workers and to remove federal employees who undermine the public trust or fail the American people. For this vague, veiled pitch for power won't stop with either Robert Mueller or the FBI, and Trump appointees get to decide who's been naughty or nice. For two hours and forty minutes, Monday, 29 January 2018, American EP3 Ares was trumped by Russia over the Black Sea, but Trump punts on new sanctions against Russia. Are Trump enablers, Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association Chair Lisa Kidd Hunt and mega Wall Street firm's attorney Jay Clayton colluding to set adrift 99% of Americans in a new sea of red ink? 
do we believe, post-Trump Pence, we will be absolved and all iniquity dissipated in the ebb and flow of dreamers out and neo-Nazis in? Is such a grievous ally offender the best choice for choosing America's friends? That is why tonight I am asking the Congress to pass legislation to help ensure American foreign assistance dollars always serve American interests and only go to America's friends. Does a trumped America shake up human development or demean our global calling into ravenous homonini tribalism? Have conservatives divided us into gerrymandered pockets of divided-we-fall isolationism, or, independent of reason, are we selectively abandoning the united in United States of America? The old large church near August 12, 2017, was energized with standing room only of women and men of all ages, but unfortunately too few people of color populated the haven. On stage, in a straight and narrow row of chairs, sat the new Democratic Party, professing in their city suits to be farmers and vets, but only one in four was female. This is how the left elects the right. Are we not yet convinced it's not just Trump? if not by repetitious standing ovations from congressional Republicans during his teleprompter recitation, then when? The state of our union is served better by ending false positive that progressive Democrats are better liberals than liberal Democrats, unless, of course, the point is mutual destruction. America has always engaged more than two political parties, especially since Abraham Lincoln. This flexibility of multiplicity got anti-woman's right to vote. Progressive reformer and bigot Woodrow Wilson elected in 1912, and George W. Bush elected by a well-meaning environmentalist aided and abetted by evangelicals hating Oro in the Oval. Our union is tragically wounded when any segment of our population deems their cause of greater importance than the common good, whether the Tea Party and Freedom Caucus or Bernie or Bust. Liberalism is left bleeding in the streets below Trump Tower. America's crucial mission now is balance. However, until we pull our multi-immigrant act together in favor of what we're collectively for, we remain equally capable of losing ourselves in the villain du jour as we are in finding our truth in worthy cause celeb. Isn't it for us in Revelation to dispel the archaic ascetic who erode our moral infrastructure, dividing us from rational thinking, pragmatic accomplishment, and listening to every reasonable person asking to be heard. If instead of trusting after verification, we prove too unsuspecting of embarrassed conservatives who now seem palatable primarily by comparison to their Nixon, Cheney, and Palin extremist extension— we may lose ourselves in voluminous anti-people-of-color diatribe. For the greatest danger to America's greatness is self-division so derisive when Trump-Pence tragedy has passed, we won't recognize what we've become. What then will be the state of our union? Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. 
Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world.